some time to think I'm in the bathroom looking at me Facing the mirror is all I need Beyond the Playing Field podcast is a presentation of Black Knight Network. Never gonna get me out of life. I will live a thousand million lives. Today we have Coach Daniel Bandy with us, and we are at the district tournament held at uh, the Greyhound Stadium, ASU Mid-South. Coach Bandy and I are sitting here watching Regents play Tunica. We're going to talk it up a little bit during this game, so if you hear a little background, it's just the game going on. Trying to take all this in. Coach, what you seeing so far? Man, we see tournament time. Tournament time is an entirely different feel and different atmosphere. Uh, you can see that these teams are uh, they playing much harder than they played during the season. Not that they didn't play hard, but, you know, it's just higher stakes, and you can feel it, and you can see it. So it's kind of cool to see uh, from this position here. Four left on both sides of the bracket, girls and boys. All four will go to North State, but seeding – is what really matters here. You know, you, you come out as a four seed, you're playing the one. You know, two, three, it's a whole different situation. Um, we are, our boys are the number one seed. Um, went through the, the conference schedule undefeated two years in a row. Mm -hmm. How important was that to you, Coach? As crazy as it sounds, it's important, uh, obviously, because it's always good to get wins under your belt. Um, but not so much just in terms of what's on paper because you, you really want to play good basketball. You know, now generally when you play good basketball, it equates to wins, it equates to good seating and things of that nature. But the most important thing is, is playing good basketball. Even in, when you get into tournament play where we're down to the final four, we're automatically going to be going to the, the regional, the north half. So it, it's about, you know, thriving and playing well and, uh, uh, getting, you know, kind of that that momentum uh, going so that when we get there, we can continue to roll. How have you seen our team change this year from game one? A lot of new faces. Um, you know, you and I have talked about this before, but how have you seen our team change from game one to game 29 or whatever we're at right now? Yeah, so it's been a, a, a huge uh, morphosis. Obviously, coming from last year, uh, where you had three seniors, you had some, some toughness uh, and some leadership coming into this year. We were looking for all three of those things. We were looking for the seniors to step up and, and be tough and to be leaders. Um, and it, it didn't come as quickly as we wanted it to, uh, but we're kind of seeing it uh, flesh itself out as we go. When you talk about the, the transition from the beginning of the season to where we are now, we kind of have our our foundation on who our leaders are, uh, uh, what our identity is, and you know it, that's a good thing to have figured out at this point. We typically play a, a big, fast game. Uh, I don't know if this year's faster. If we're faster this year as far as the tempo, or if we're the same. But what have from a, I want to say from a skill standpoint, we've changed a lot. Mm -hmm. um, high standpoint, we've at, you know what we've added. How has that changed how you coach from a tempo standpoint? I would say it hasn't changed a whole lot outside of the fact that uh, you want the kids to be able to do what they're capable of doing. You Still know? the positionless basketball, like we talked about. Absolutely, last year. absolutely positionless basketball. You know, when you have uh, kids that are skilled, that can dribble, that can shoot. You don't really want to tie their hands. So you kind of let them go 
uh, you you know, you try to use your, your advantages, your athleticism, and that's what we've tried to do. The difference between last year and this year, though, is, is you know, one, we're not the new kids on the block. Right. Uh, so people have seen. They saw that we won a state championship. They saw uh, the, uh, the style of play that won us that championship. So they're scouting it. They're filming it. They're, uh, you know, they're trying to coach against that. So we've had to find ways to counter those things. Um, it doesn't come as free-flowing as it did last year. Um, now, of course, it just it hadn't stopped us. Uh, because I think that's our true identity. Uh, but that's one of the, the main differences is the fact that we have to figure out how to do it even when being scouted. Well, and we stepped up. We went from 2A last year to 3A right now. And, uh, you know, that's definitely an increase in competition. Absolutely. Uh, we're seeing teams that, you know, it, last year you were one to four players on other teams were, were stacked. You know, now we're seeing one to seven. Right. Some cases one to eight. You've also played national teams mm -hmm. this year. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we started off the year at Memphis East playing uh, Powerhouse and then uh, I'm, I'm Hillcrest. Hillcrest and Power and, Center, yeah. Yeah, Power Center. Yeah, that Power Center. The kid from Hillcrest, Jared uh, Allen. Allen. Jordan Allen. Jordan Allen. Baller. The kid's averaging like 35 a game or something mm -hmm. like He's that. He's the leading scorer in, in, in Tennessee right now. Right. Our kids are seeing something different this year. They didn't even see last year. Right. What do, why do you do that? Why do you schedule those games? Why do you put us at Rumble on the Ridge? <laughs> well, or take away our Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. So, you know, obviously with, uh, with an entire program, you have to try to continue, continually get better. And uh, the schedule that we had last year was pretty good. Um, but when you, when you come away with only, you know, three, four losses, you gotta, you gotta take inventory to see, okay, where are we being challenged? Uh, where can we be challenged next year? How do we improve in this competition area? So we took a look at it and uh, we felt like we were, we had the roster to really compete at a high, high level. Right. Um, now wanting to compete is one thing, but then being invited to compete is really a, uh, a testament to what people uh, believe your program to be. Right. So like a rumble on the ridge, uh, Sure, we would have wanted to play, but you don't just get to go and play. They got to invite you. Right. Uh, so when they, you know, sent the invitation, that meant something to us. So we had to take it. That first game, DCA. Mm -hmm. I, there's, I, in my opinion, I probably there's probably two games if we go back and replay that I, DCA would be the number one. I think if we could go back and just say one more time, just mm -hmm. one more shot. Absolutely. So obviously, when you when you lose by one possession after you know kind of having control of the game uh it's it's heartbreaking but when you think that hey that was during thanksgiving it was good for us to go through that it was good to, for us to learn uh that you know that adversity what it was going to take if we see that later right and we're very likely going to see that right down the road oh, yeah. and we've been there and we we, we kind of i know that left a sour taste in a lot of our boys mouths because we knew a lot of those players Right. Oh, so, yeah. Well, he, well, the coaches on the other side, buddy yours. Absolutely. You know, so, I mean, I'm a little bit of <laughs> little, little skin in the game there. For sure. Know? For sure. For sure. And, you know, at the end of the day, it is about improving, uh, you know, and not to compare us with anybody, but we have improved from that point. Oh, absolutely. Uh, don't know how much they've improved from that point. So, <laughs> what, the other game I would say that, that if we could take back is uh, MHEA, Memphis Homeschool. Uh, platform 
Invitational. Man, that was such a just a cool experience. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. But we got manhandled, and I think it opened up some eyes, some serious eyes. You no know? doubt. No doubt. What did you? Th- what do you think the team has taken back from that loss? Uh, that you can never. Uh, you know, the scripture says, never think of yourself more highly than you ought. And that works with basketball, too. There's, right. there's so many basketball players and so many good teams that when you start to get complacent and think that you're, you've arrived, then you just see someone who's in a higher position. And it lets you know, man, I got, I got work to do. Um, even with that, uh, one of those, uh, the issues that we're talking about in scheduling, you know, the night before we played, in the platform invitational, we played a game that wasn't very challenging. Right. You know, we, we made, I think we won by 50 or 60 points. So you go from 7 p.m. Friday night playing that sort of game with little resistance, not a lot of adversity, to 11 a.m. the next day playing a national team. Dogs. That are, that are hungry. <laughs> uh, and, Man. and that are tired of hearing about West Memphis Christian. Right. And they wanted to show something, and, and they did, and we just weren't prepared to, to take that lick like we should have been. But I think it helped us understand that there's never a time we can take a backseat. You know, the MAIS has changed immensely in the last, I'm going to say, five to ten years, really. Um, and, and I don't think people who are not privy to know what's going on in the MAIS, you're missing out on some crazy good basketball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've got teams, in, you know, in Jackson, Madison Ridgeland, J.A., Prep, um, Heritage, I mean, all those. West Memphis Christian. West Memphis Christian. I wasn't in Jackson yet. But, <laughs> but those teams are, you got Dampier, a Dampier kid there. Um, I mean, there's a couple of others, NBA players, that their kids are going there now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How has that, has that impressed you of what you're seeing as far as the quality of basketball? Absolutely. So I, I was one of the ones uh, that came up under the MAIS. Back then right. it was MPSA. Right. Um, and uh, the quality of basketball was kind of uh, centralized to Jackson, Mississippi. Right. Uh, where a lot of the other private Christian schools didn't get a lot of the talent or those private Christian schools were playing in other organizations. Well, the morphing has happened where a lot of the talent is is kind of culminating into the MAIS. They've even opened up. It's no longer just a Mississippi brand. Right. It's a Mid-South. Yeah, uh, Louisiana, Arkansas, Mississippi. I, I think there may be some talks about a, a one or two Tennessee teams. Mm-hmm. And Alabama's on the radar from what I've heard. Too. Right. Well, there are Tennessee teams already. Really? At Rossville. Rossville. Yep, I forgot about uh, Rossville. Yep. yep. Uh, That's right. And I think Fayette is actually teeter-tottering on coming back. But e- either way, you know, it's it's opened up to where there's a lot more talent. Uh, and basketball is basketball. You know, uh, a testament is, is the kid from MRA. I believe his name is uh, Hubbard, Josh Hubbard. Yeah. He is the all-time Mississippi leading scorer and is leading the SEC in scoring right now as a freshman yep. from, from uh, MAIS school. So we're seeing high-level athletes. Uh, uh, and that team did not win the gold ball last right. year. Right. They lost in the championship. It was to prep, right? I think it was to prep. I think it was Jackson Academy. Or Academy. Yep. And I'm, that, I remember watching that game. That kid was that, – <laughs> that dude was cold. He <laughs> right. could go. Right. That's right. amazing. You know, and what 
even in 3A right now. I mean, there's some solid teams. We're watching two of them right now. You know, we, we play in a pretty tough conference, let's be honest. But even down south, we're hearing the name Porter's Chapel. Mm-hmm. We're hearing the name Hillcrest. Mm-hmm. These are teams that, good Lord willing, we're going to run into. You know, are your guys ready for that challenge? Well, you know, that's my job to, to make them ready, you know, okay. to prepare them. Obviously, our kids always feel like they're the best on the floor, and I want them to feel like they're the best on the floor. Is that cocky or is that? I think it's confidence because uh, I, I exude that same sort of right. personality, and I believe we're always the best team on the floor. But, you know, basketball, every, every day is different. Every game is different. You've just got to be consistent. Uh, you got to have a little favor with uh, being healthy and staying injury-free and things of that nature. Right. But uh, truly, I think uh, – even with all the the higher level teams that are out there, I think we're poised uh, and, and ready to take take on whoever. Your 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 team this year, you got a lot of. Let's be honest, there's no shortage of guys that can put up 20 quickly. Okay, but you don't want five 20 point guys. What do you want out of your team this year with the makeup you see? Well, honestly, I couldn't put any numbers on it. I just want everybody to play hard, play together, and encourage each other. At the end of the day, you're going to see some good stuff. If everybody's playing hard, that means you're going to get some turnovers, and turnovers lead to easy baskets, and easy baskets, you know, that can run your your scorecard up. Uh, So, you know, I I wouldn't be shocked to to have five guys with 20 or or eight guys with 14. Right. You know, you want to spread the wealth, and you want to be happy about it. but again, I'm not so caught up on the numbers themselves rather than the character of how we're playing, playing hard, playing together, playing with energy, making sure we're winning every loose ball, every rebound, that we're talking, uh, and obviously that we're, our, our attitude is displaying Christ-like characteristics. You know, there's a way to be tough and to be humble uh, and to God and to honor God all at the same time, and that's really what we're trying to teach them and what we want our true identity to be. you got three seniors this year, Jacob Wakefield, Terrence Remy, and uh, Amari Foreman. What have those three seniors meant to you? New new crop. uh, And and last year we had a very vocal leader, Mm -hmm. Ish Watkins, and a stud ball, just a stud athlete, but great ball player all the way around. This year we have three guys that kind of lead more by example and not by voice. Okay, I don't think I'm misspeaking there. And it's not wrong. It's not a bad thing either because we're all different. How have you utilized your three seniors this year? That's a, such a good question uh, because, you know, you just want seniors to be inherent leaders. Um, and so they are from the standpoint of everybody else thinks you're a leader when, when you're a senior. So it's been kind of cool to see some of them just relish that position um, whether whether they're getting a ton of minutes or not, uh, you know, like a like a Jacob Wakefield who's been at West Memphis Christian, I believe, his whole life. For seven seven years. Or seven years. Or he is a black knight through and through. Um, so people just know, hey, you're you're a stakeholder in what we're doing, and so uh, he's he's vital to this whole heartbeat of what we have. Terrence is a is a is a strong inside player. So you have to have some inside presence and leadership uh, to kind of hold down the fort. Then, of course, K. 
can't talk enough about Amari Foreman. This is his second year. You know, he was an uh, All-State player last year and uh, was a leader even in his own right last year as a junior. Right. But, of course, you know, there is, there is a different weight with that senior leadership where, you know, this is your last season. You have high expectations. You're coming off a state championship. Uh, so he has really, uh, really surpassed what I have even – thought that he was going to be able to do from a leadership standpoint because he's not very vocal. Uh, but he works so hard, and he just does everything right. I, if, you, if you type up the word consistent and you want to put somebody's face next to it, right there. Mari right. Foreman, for Mari sure. Foreman. You know, and the folks, if, if you don't know his family, <laughs> he gets it honest. You know, no doubt. To the most consistent parents I've ever met in my life, and I mean that. But Amari is – He's going to go to a college at Hendricks, and he's getting a football scholarship mm -hmm. with a chance. To, uh, folks, listen to what I'm about to say. Really soak this in. A football scholarship, they want him to play basketball, and they want him to run track too. That doesn't happen every day. But it tells you a little bit about the dedication, about the athletic ability of that young man. And I'll be honest with you, Coach, he reminds me of a guy that graduated in 2003 that I'm standing next to right now named <laughs> Daniel Bandy. Do you see yourself in Amari a little bit? I told Amari that when I first met him, actually. Really? Because he's a small guy. He, he, but you, can, you don't notice until after he gets off the floor. If you just watch him play, you don't think he's small because he's doing everything. He's rebounding. He's scoring. He's tough. He's, you know, he just does things on the floor. Um, this joker just walked in. He's got to be seven foot tall. <laughs> Man, I don't even know. Who is that? I don't have a clue. That's a big boy. So I'm sorry to be screwed. I was like, we, we don't see seven footers at all. But I wanted to, I mean, you've just given a good line item, itemized list of what he's good at athletically. But when you think of a school like Hendricks. Academically. Man. Not a joke. Is, it is a stout academic institution. That's what they hang their hat on. And so when someone says, hey, we want you to represent our university with that sort of uh, uh, character about it, man, it lets you know that he's just a, a, a gifted young man who has taken advantage of his opportunities. And, you know, he, and I, I do compare him a little bit to you, and it, it's two totally different ball players. completely impacts the game two totally different ways. How you impacted the ball game was different than how Mari did, or Mari does. But when I compare you guys, it's just from a foundational standpoint of solidity. Uh, I can build off of this. I'm, you know, if I put him in there, I'm not worried about a, a mental mistake. You know, what do mental mistakes mean, and, and how important is it for you to mentally prepare your guys as opposed to just throw the ball out there and let them go? That, those are the, the difference between champions and, and, and losers. You know, those who are prepared, those who are poised, and those who can make decisions under pressure. You know, and I don't want to talk about myself much, but there's one thing that I remember one of my coaches said, and he wasn't saying it to me, he was saying it to my team. And it sounded, you know, sort of arrogant, but it's, he said, as long as we've got this kid, he was pointing at me, he said, we've got a chance. It meant whatever circumstance you were under, as long as we got this kid, we got a chance. I really feel that way about Amari. You know, it's not saying that we're, we're putting all of the, the pressure on him to do it, but I am saying 
as long as we've got a kid like that, if we've got a Mar, we've got a chance. Every train's got an engine. For sure. And and he is the engine. You know, kid can score 24, and, and he can drop out 24 assists if you want to. Right. Yeah. Uh, you've got a lot of kids right now that are getting some some looks from a from the college side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you handle the the not getting the big head, but also enjoying fully the whole recruiting process? Because that's important. Absolutely. So one of the things I've, I'm just trying to do consistently is keep them in the loop on what's real. Right, recruitment is such a loaded word, being recruited. What does it really mean? Most of the kids really aren't being recruited um, as much as they have some interest. And interest is a world of difference than actual recruitment. Um, And so just trying to keep them in the know on the process to where they understand it is is a good thing to uh, have some interest for people to know your name for people to understand what's going on. Uh, but until we're to that recruitment part, you know, let's just stay the course and work hard and grind and get better. Don't worry about too much of the college side of things. It's going to take care of itself. Yeah. Do you uh, – I know your goals are to – we obviously want to win a state championship. That matters. But we want to come out of this gym with, with some blue, right? No doubt. No doubt. Um, what are you going to tell your boys tonight? before they they run out of that, that locker room to make them know that, that this is, you know, we may have gone undefeated, but this is serious now. No doubt. Well, we went undefeated in the, in the regular season, and now that doesn't mean anything. So now everybody here is zero and zero. And so uh, the tournament just turns the tide. You know, we're watching a game right now where uh, Regents has beat Tunica twice. Um, during the regular season. And Tunica's up right now. Yeah, up five. And they've got the momentum. And, you know, if they hang on, it's not going to be a shock to me. Although, it's on paper, it's going to say, hey, man, Regents should have won. Uh, and they may. But you get my, my, my drift yeah. that once it's tournament time, anything happens. Anything can happen. you got to come out and do what you know to do. You can't take plays off. You can't think that what has happened the last couple of times that you've played a team will just happen uh, by walking on the floor, you've got to go out here and take it. The goals that we have, we have to go out here and, and, and take them. we got to take first place. And that starts tonight by playing every possession, playing together, playing hard, uh, uh, and doing what, what we know we have to do. Last question before I let you let you lose. I know you got a lot going on tonight. What do you want to accomplish in year two beyond winning a championship? What or what did you want to, or what was your goals? And, and because you are what I call an all-encompassing coach, a coach that, yes, you want to win, but when you get done working with player X, you want that that young man to realize the value of his life mm-hmm. and his life and how it impacts his future. Mm-hmm. What did you want to accomplish, and what do you want to accomplish in year two? So this year, one of the things that it's pretty simple, but one of the things I wanted to incorporate and we've been incorporating it pretty well this uh showing affection you know men showing affection uh you know when we see each other we hug right you know it's not just the the regular fist bump all the time sometimes we just embrace so um just that little piece of emotion and being vulnerable and and showing care and concern for one another as men 
Um, that's a big deal for me because we can see uh, some of that uh, in our world is, is, is really lacking. So that's one thing. The other thing is just to continue to grow in Christ. You know, most of these kids have had a year under me, so they already know what the expectation is from a, uh, from a God standpoint, from the school standpoint. Those are rules and regulations that we just know are there. But we want all these boys to really cultivate their own personal relationship with the Lord and cultivate relationships with each other and with uh, uh, students, with teachers, with the community. We want them to make an impact for the Lord. Now, obviously, basketball is a great vehicle to do it because, you know, basketball and all of sports uh, is, is a big deal to our culture. So we utilize these times to, to make impacts for the Lord. That's, that's, you know, the ground level stuff. Now, I am going to speak very quickly about this facility that we're in at ASU Mid-South. It's so beautiful, and we're so thankful that they've given us the chance to come in and host this tournament. But I can see this being Black Knight Arena. Right. You know, um, and so when we're talking about my goals, it's really to continue to push that envelope of, of growing and developing the school, the facilities, um, so that we can uh, do these sorts of things and so much more um, on our own, you know, and impact so many people. You know, facilities, them, facilities themselves are such a huge key to impact. Oh, absolutely. You know, um, and so I, I don't want that to get lost in the wins and losses. I don't want it to get lost in uh, shooting for a state championship because, you know, those things may or may not come. But the goals of, of development, the goals of building, the goals of growing, um, those don't go away. You know, and while I'm here, I want to continue to talk about it, continue to push um, not only, you know, locally, but in our community to support West Memphis Christian, to support the mission for, for, uh, for, for Christ and understand that these things come with some natural uh, commitments like money and facilities. They don't so, build themselves, do they? Right, right. So those, those are my overall goals, I would say, if we can put it in, in a nutshell here. Well, Coach, a lot of basketball we hope left. You know, hope so. we, we hope we get another three and a half weeks or so of uh, kind of driving all over Jackson, Mississippi area and all of Mississippi. Um, and I'm sure we'll, we'll sit back down and, and talk a little bit more. But I want to tell you, thank you from the from just the whole entire group of people. You know, we're all a family. We all go through this together. No um, but it's nice to know that that people are starting to see what it means to be a collective group of people who have the same goal. And a lot of that has to do with our athletics. I, I fully believe that athletics is the, the front porch of any school. And we got a pretty welcoming front porch right now, in my opinion. So, Coach, I want to thank you for that. And uh, I want to thank all of you folks for listening today. It's uh, We're here, like I said, at, uh, at the Greyhound Arena watching some ball games. It's been fun. And uh, we'll catch up with Coach Bandy later. Let's go get us a W tonight, Coach. Let's try it, man. Let's continue to – support uh, Black Knight Network. You guys have done a great job, and I appreciate you having me on. Man, anytime. Black Knight Network, signing off. When until the reaper takes my life Never gonna get me out of life I will live a thousand million lives